Welcome to the Relentless Growth Podcast with Chris Goodman, where business owners and personal growth junkies just like you get their fix of tough questions and powerful coaching conversations so you can become your best, find your purpose, discover new levels of freedom, and lead others in their pursuit of relentless growth. Let's get started. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Relentless Growth Podcast. If you were one of the 300 plus people who downloaded the episodes over the last week, thank you. We had listeners in nine different countries listen to the Relentless Growth Podcast, and I think that's amazing, and I'm so grateful for you guys. Thank you, and thank you for the feedback as well, because one of the things that was just absolutely clear was we had a hands-down winner of who you wanted back on the show right away. And she's sitting right here next to me, and we've been arguing for the last five minutes about <laughs> how I'm going to do this podcast. <laughs> this is for real. My wife, Lindsay, is back in the infamous podcast closet today. Lindsay, anything you want to tell them about what just happened? <laughs> call it arguing i would call it (laughs) i would call it a disagreement on how we think things are supposed to be done (laughs) i would call it at best a spirited debate (laughs) 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 and so i hit record right as we were kind of like in the middle of it because i want this podcast to be real i want you guys to understand that even though we are both life and business coaches all day long we still are growing. We're still figuring out how to communicate better. We're still bickering in a closet sometimes. <laughs> well, and I think that something that really helped me when it came to just a relationship, and you can smack me if I'm going not in the direction not you want me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I had to learn that arguing wasn't a problem, that like having a spirited discussion or disagreement isn't a problem. Like to me, growth isn't about totally removing that out of your relationship. Like you are two different humans with different way of doing things, with different expectations. Of course, you're going to have disagreements sometime. That's not a problem. Why is it not a problem? Because I feel like we're we're kind of conditioned to believe that anytime there's conflict that we need to kind of put our shoulders up and be careful and back away. Well, I used to think it was a problem. Like my whole life, I thought it was a problem because I think one of the first things was, honestly, I felt like a little girl being getting in trouble when I was in an argument, even with like a peer or even with my significant other. I made it mean that I had done something wrong and that like I was in trouble and I needed to fix it or I needed to feel shame. And so, of course, I thought the argument was like something had gone wrong if I thought I was being yelled at. And so what I had to learn to realize was that arguments are opportunities. Arguments are opportunities to grow in your relationship. And instead of feeling like I had done something wrong, realizing like we just have a different perspective and that's okay. That doesn't mean the end. That's just an opportunity. Well said, babe. Yeah, I think this is why I hit record because this podcast is called the Relentless Growth Podcast. We don't just stop where it gets uncomfortable. And Conflict is a necessary condition of growth. 
And I think we all need to just sometimes be smacked in the head with the two by four that reminds us that sometimes conflict is good. If you are in the gym and you don't experience any conflict or tension, you're not pushing hard enough. And if you're in a relationship and you never have any sparks, maybe there's not enough passion there. Yeah, I used to hear people say when I like tried to act like everything was fine all of the time in my relationships and I thought arguments were bad, so I avoided them at all costs. I remember people saying like, if you're not arguing, like something's gone wrong. And I was like, oh, they just say that like the I don't argue, we don't argue, like we're perfect. We have it all figured out. But what was really happening was on the inside, I just bottled everything up. I never spoke my mind. I just agreed with everything. And that's why we didn't argue. And that's why we didn't have disagreements. And so when I started to create space for my voice to be heard, that's when I started to allow disagreements. And I realized now looking back, I'm like, oh, like if you're two different people, of course, you're going to disagree sometimes, especially if you're speaking your mind. And I want to know when Chris has a different perspective and disagrees with me because he's important to me and his opinion even if I don't always agree, is valid. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so that that's something that's underlying that not everybody has, especially if they're single, right? They don't have that that counterpart necessarily, that spouse or, or partner to even be in this kind of situation about. So go back for a second, though, because you said basically I value his opinion. Like, was that always the case? Did you always think that way? Just about other people? Yeah. That's a great question. I mean, it kind of leaves me a little bit stumped. I think that I always valued other people's perspectives, but I think, honestly, I valued it, other people's perspectives to the level that I valued my own. And I didn't value my perspective back then. So it was like it mirrored back to me in other people's perspective. It's like, I valued it. I thought it was great, but I didn't really value it because I also didn't think that my voice and what my thoughts were really mattered. And so it's just kind of interesting to, I'm just literally thinking through this as I'm talking. I think I value other humans' perspectives and your perspective even more now because I really value my own. Well, that sounds cryptic to somebody who doesn't speak coaching because I, I get what you're saying, but what do you mean when you say, because now I see I value my own, I value other people's. If I'm in a room full of people and everyone's like friends, let's just use this example, and everyone's like, where do we want to go to dinner? Old me would think in my head, I really want something healthy tonight or I really want pizza tonight. But my thought was, like, your opinion doesn't matter. Just do what everybody else does. So I wouldn't say anything. And because of that, I also just, like, valued everybody else's opinion the same way, that, like, theirs didn't really matter that much either. And over time, what I started to realize was, like, I'm allowed to say, I want pizza. 
<laughs> like, or I just want to, I mean, this is really how I used to be. I want, which is, I think, baffling to Chris because he's yeah. like, what? Like, what? She's always wife? tells me what, like, what she wants and what she doesn't want. <laughs> but I started to realize, like, I'm allowed to speak up and say, I want pizza. I want a healthy dinner tonight. Even if it doesn't get selected by the group of friends, it still is important that I value what I have to say and my opinion and my wants and needs. And I, like, can feel valued just by speaking it and just by saying what I want. I don't know if I answered your question, but. I I think you did. And I want to zoom out for a second for everybody who might be thinking, where are they going with this? Or what the hell are they talking about? Because I I catch myself sometimes thinking, how are we going to tie all this together? Originally, we were going to sit down and talk about boundaries. And we started a podcast that made it a couple minutes in, and it was clearly not working to Lindsay. And I thought (laughs) I was on a heater. So my very passionate, very full of conviction wife hits the pause button. She's like, I think we're getting off the rails here a little bit. And I was like, really? Then we had our spirited debate. (laughs) (laughs) And and I decided we're going to record our conversation as it unfolds without a plan, because I I just desperately want everybody to hear a couple of things. Number one, buried in Lindsay's language there was a pattern. And I don't know if you picked up on it. If you're a coach, you probably heard it. But she has complete responsibility for how she feels now, for what she thinks, and whether she shows up in a situation the way she wants to, or she goes quiet and mousish, she owns that as well. She's got the the biggest sense of personal responsibility for her thoughts and actions from of anybody I know. And that's why I want her to, to go, I'm going to ask you to go into that in a second, because part of what we teach in coaching and part of what I want you to take away from any of these coaching related episodes specifically is the ability to own your thoughts and what you make things mean in any given situation, whether there's conflict, whether somebody's pushing back on a boundary, or you're sitting in a hot closet recording a podcast with your wife. <laughs> but I'm serious. I really want you guys to have that superpower because it makes you feel like you can conquer anything regardless of what people throw at you. Yeah. Good way. So. Okay, I didn't so, know. So, so, you know, now I'm going to ask you the question. I'm ready. Yeah. For people who are listening who don't know what it feels like to have that tremendous sense of conviction that they can handle anything. What do you want them to know about personal responsibility in those moments where they need to stand up for what they want? To me, personal responsibility in those moments is about realizing that you are in control or like that you get to decide what happens. And that doesn't mean you're always in control of every circumstance and every like every circumstance that's happening. There are 100% things out of your control. I didn't know. I just had a realization as Chris was talking. I didn't know, realize Chris thought he was on the heater, however you say it. I, in my brain, thought like, I'm confused. I don't know what's happening. And so when I think about it from that lens, I can take responsibility for the fact that I wasn't thinking about Chris's experience of what was happening and that I was just focused on 
like my thoughts about it. So responsibility to me, I'm getting a little off topic, but responsibility to me is about seeing how you're contributing to every single result you're getting in your life, the ones that you like and the ones that you don't like. Keep going. What do you mean? So in this disagreement, let's say, my responsibility would be that I had the thought couple things. And it could also be contributing to a good result or a bad result. It could be my voice matters. I feel like confused and I need to speak up. My thought was also that maybe I shouldn't be here, right? And I can see that the reason why I felt the way that I did in this conversation was because I was having thoughts like that. And because I take responsibility for my perspective and that I had those thoughts, I can see why I contributed to the result of us having a disagreement and us having this conversation. And so I get to look at how I have contributed or created the results that I'm getting in any scenario in my life. All right, so I'm going to slow down just for a second <laughs> because we, we've meandered through conflict, boundaries, and responsibility in very short order. So we're going to take a breath <laughs> okay. because I want people to understand that this is all happening in real time all day long in your mind. We as coaches, you know, we're trained to think this way. We train other people to think this way. And so it's just kind of second nature to us by now. But for a lot of you, you might be thinking, this sounds exhausting, kind of monitoring these thoughts and feelings constantly, or, or even, and especially when you're in conflict or debate with somebody, especially if you care about them. But that's when it's most important, in my opinion, because that's when you can accidentally get to a boiling point. And that was one of the things I did want to bring up that, you know, your boundaries are not boiling points. Boundaries are to protect your boiling points. So if you catch yourself more often than not getting overheated in debates or really losing it over politics or religion or whatever it may be, you really got to listen up here to what we're talking about. That not all conflict is bad and not everybody is challenging you as a person, but you have the opportunity in those moments to slow down and take ownership of what's happening. And you do have a right to speak up. You do have a right to speak your mind. That's no problem. But what we're talking about is, are you happy with what you're getting ready to speak? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Are you happy with what you make these things mean? So if you're the type of person that writes notes down in podcasts or saves notes in your phone on your favorite episodes... I would encourage you to write this one down. What do we make it mean? Or what do I make it mean? Anything. Somebody says something at the conference table at the office and you don't like it. What do you instantly make that mean? You're at the dinner table and your spouse says something sarcastic and it hits you the wrong way. What did you just decide that meant? Did that mean they don't respect you? Did that mean they don't appreciate how hard you worked that day? All day long, we are prescribing meaning to things, and this is why Lindsay and I can get into a quick little argument, and I'm going to be real, it wasn't like overheated. It was passionate, but it wasn't like ugly. But we know that we both mean well. We trust. I would circle that three times if I could over this audio. We trust that each other isn't causing conflict to cause harm. There's some kind of misunderstanding. 
And so we're both working to figure out what is this misunderstanding? How do we clean it up? And it's not necessarily conflict. It's growth. And that's why our relationship gets better every day because we allow that kind of quote conflict and we trust that we're not going to make it mean anything bad. And instead, we're going to make it mean, you know what, this is a new level of communication for us. We've never had to have this conversation about <laughs> boundaries in a closet before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything you wanted to throw in on that? I think the biggest thing that put a light bulb in my mind was that taking responsibility and ownership in this conversation doesn't always happen in real time. Our brain fires on a subconscious level. And so I wasn't really taking responsibility for my thoughts and what was happening when we were just having this discussion and why I was feeling the way that I feel. And I don't know if that ever, like, completely happens in every single moment in real time all of the time. To me, responsibility, though, would look like reflecting about it afterwards and being like, well, why did I feel this way? And why was I thinking this? And why did this create this kind of fire and discussion between us? And how did I contribute to that? Because what that does is it gives me ownership. And then I can circle back if it's something that we needed to discuss again and have a conversation from a place of ownership and not not from a place of Chris made me feel this way, it's his fault, but from a place of, well, I had this thought, I had this thought, I had this thought, and that's why I felt the way that I did. Maybe, just maybe Chris thought he was on fire and I was the only one confused. Now I can see like how I have responsibility in this disagreement and in this little conflict. And that's what helps me continue to change and grow and anyone continue to change and grow in conflict and in relationships by taking responsibility over their side and their part. Can you think of any times where that actually happened? Any stories that that we could share with them? Because I, I think about like if you had something special planned and I came in and, and I said, hey, look, uh, don't know if you had anything going on tonight, but I'm going to go get a beer with the guys. Sorry. And uh, I'll see you later. Mm -hmm. So what are you asking? Like, I'm how asking I... how would you treat that and how would you because that would I mean, I'm guessing that would instantly create some conflict in your mind, right? 100%. And I think there's like you, I think you've said this before. It's not the first thought that counts. It's the second thought. I think I would totally have the first thought like, what the hell? Like, I don't feel like a priority. This feels bad. I planned something special, right? Like that would be the, the first reaction. And I might even stomp and scream and yell about it, right? I might actually react to it. But if the second thought is, okay, Chris, I know Chris makes me a priority and I know he's doing the best that he can. So maybe he got confused. Maybe he forgot. Maybe I didn't make it clear that this was really important to me. So how did I contribute to this result? Then I also get the opportunity, like in that situation, I would say something, but not from a place of like, again, you made me feel this way. I'm not a priority because that's what I made it mean based on what Chris said earlier. But from a place of I know I'm a priority to him. I know I'm loved. I know he cares. And I feel this way because of all of these thoughts. And I don't like the way this is handled. And I think it's important that this doesn't happen again. How do we like keep this from happening? And speaking my mind to be honest about how I feel, but from a place of ownership. That was a lot, but it, it just shows that she's got courage 
because it's not always easy to say, hey, whoa, cool, you can go whatever, don't care. But I do care, actually. Before you leave, I want you to know I care. And that's uncomfortable to say for me to say sometimes. So basically, conflict isn't bad. Not having the courage to address it is probably something I would look at, though, mm-hmm. right? Because then I would start looking for symptoms in the relationship. Do you not trust each other enough to to say, hey, I don't agree with that? I don't know how many times we have disagreed on silly little things. We agree on most of the big things, but. Like how the dishes are in the dishwasher. (laughs) We have said we're going to do a separate podcast series about shit couples argue about, (laughs) including how to load a dishwasher. And from a very practical type A kind of person, I can tell you that there is, in fact, a right way to load a dishwasher. And that's not up for debate, Miss Mango. That's a fact. (laughs) I have thoughts about that. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't want to ramble. We're at it for 21 minutes here. We've talked about a lot. The show notes are going to be hilarious because it's going to be like, I don't know how to put this into... Yeah, what's the title? What, what's be? <laughs> the title and what's the topic from conflict to having courage? And I would also, while we're on that, where I said you need to have courage, I would add you have, you need to have the courage to go first, to speak up, even if it is uncomfortable. And if you're in a relationship where you both can trust each other, that'll be okay. But if you let it linger, it can get worse. One of my favorite sayings there is. We want to kill the monster while it's small because it can fester and grow and fester and grow. And then it becomes that boiling point argument where somebody doesn't load the dishwasher, right? And you go, you always do this. (laughs) (laughs) So I would encourage you guys to go first. But yeah, so let's, let's give them like two or three pieces of either actionable pro tips that they can use to implement this in their daily lives and relationships or a step-by-step of, of how they should move through it. What do you think? Move through what? Conflict when it pops up. That's what I'm going to hang my hat on. Okay. I think the first question I would ask, like something you can apply is how am I contributing to this? Why do I feel this way? What those two things are going to do is give you ownership first. And I think having a conversation or being in a conflict is a lot easier to solve or discuss when you have ownership. And then from there, I would ask, like, what is my goal with this conversation? Like, what is the result that I want? What's the result that they want? Like, how can we come to a place where this is a win-win situation? I think that's also something to offer is that I, my perspective is that there's no win-lose situation or lose-lose situation. There is always a win-win solution and a win-win opportunity. And trying to find that for both parties is really important to me because I want to like not win as in win the argument, but like I want to win and feel like I'm getting what I want. Yes, and you're getting what you want, too. Yeah, and you don't always have to compromise, right? I think there's plenty of times where sometimes you have to let the other person win to protect the peace, but I would look at how often are you doing that? Are you are you giving too much of yourself away at those points of conflict to 
make somebody else happy. All right. So I think we're going to tie that up for everybody who listened today or tonight, wherever you are in the world. We know this was not the smoothest, most like outlined podcast, and that's okay. Again, the goal with this podcast series is to reflect that we're all growing. It's messy. It's unpredictable. There's conflict when you least expect it and that we need to grow through that. And we're all about progress and not perfection because perfection doesn't exist. There's no relationship out there where there's no conflict. There's no team on earth that does business together that has zero conflict. So instead, let's lean into it and grow through it. So if you guys had something you enjoyed out of this podcast, we would love for you to share it on Instagram. Lindsay, where do they find you on Instagram? At Lindsay Mango underscore. And of course, you can always find me at Goodman Coaching. But we really are grateful for the feedback that you guys gave us on the last podcast with both of us. And I'm going to say I'm really happy with how well-treated my guests have been. So thank you for being an outstanding audience already in this series. And make sure you tune in next time because we have something special planned. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Relentless Growth. If you're ready to start leading your life and business with a new level of passion, purpose, and relentless growth, go to goodmancoachinginc.com where you can join the email list and sign up for a coaching consultation right now.